Fellowship Baptist Church's prayer meeting. What a great event this is every week. I miss it when we don't have it, but it's great to see all of you. You know, God is still doing great, great things, big things, small things, medium things. He is active in our lives and he cares about us. And we're here tonight to praise him, to ask him for the things that we need, and I know it's going to be a blessing. So would you join me in prayer, please, as we open up our service? Our great Father and King, Lord of all, we love you and we admire you and we adore you and we need you, God. This world is a mess because of our selfishness and our sin, but you are not jaded in the least. You still love us. You're still full of mercy and grace. You give us good things that we don't deserve, Father, and we are so very thankful. Thank you for the blessing of this church. Of all the churches in the world, you brought each individual to this church for a reason, because we have unique gifts in you, because we need something from each other, and you know all about us personally on a very intimate level. So we praise you for being God of all, the great, what am I going to say, like a puzzle putter together. That's kind of what we are, your little puzzle pieces moving us around to where we need to be. God, be glorified tonight in every way, every word spoken, every song sung, every request shared. Father, we truly want you to be glorified because there's no name like your name. We love you. We ask you to bless us now as we continue to praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I am in the mood to sing joy to the world tonight. How about you? Let's sing out as we stand and let's sing it with gusto. You know I love when we do that. I hate when I look out and I see sadness on faces or even that bland look. There's nothing bland about joy to the world. We're talking about our great king. Let's sing it tonight. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Debbie, can you turn up the sound a little bit? And heaven and name. I really can't hear very well. To the earth the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love well that was a workout Whew, we sang that didn't we If you're watching at home, I really do know how to sing with music, but I'm telling you, up here, I could not hear a thing. So we'll get that worked out for the next song. Who has a praise or prayer request that you'd like to share? Focusing primarily on praises for the first five to ten minutes, I see Tracy's got a great one. And who's that? Is that Maria? 
Hi, Maria. How are you? Okay, so can we get the mic to Tracy? You can just toss it. Those are cheap. Um, while the mic is going to her, I've got to share one that's so silly. But I'm telling you, I shared with Pastor and everyone who's in the office today, God loves us so much. And it's very small for most of you, but I have been having trouble where I could not control the church thermostats on my phone for the past three weeks. I'm sure I, I know. But there's 14 of them. So whenever there's a special event, if I can't control them, I have to go to each thermostat, go into the menu, change it. It's very time consuming. So I called Pepco and I said, listen, I don't know why, but I can't, I can't control my thermostats. And she called back and she said, I'm going to send a tech out there tomorrow. And I'm like, this is a website problem, not an on-site problem. Why would you send a tech? And she said, well, we're going to replace all of your thermostats with newer ones. And I was like, that's not going to solve the problem either. And then I was like, zip it, Christopher. God is doing something for you. So he came out today. We have all new thermostats in the entire church. They are not only controllable through the Pepco website. It has its own app. So I just open the app, scroll through, do whatever I need to do. Way more advanced than anything we've ever had. I've been pricing these things for years. I know, I know. I wanted to spend $250 on each one at some point in my reign here. In my reign. <laughs> my reign of terror. Um, but $250 for each one, that's quite expensive. But on Pepco, you know, wow, God is good. I know. It really, really touches me. I feel like a Christmas present from God. I think I can top yours. Just oh, kidding. man. Um, I just want to thank everybody for praying for our school students. I know some, Miranda posted on Facebook, but one of our students accepted Christ as his Savior this week. Yes. So that's awesome. That is more than awesome. That's tremendous. Ah, oh, what a great thing. And then Maria, we're getting a microphone to you as well. Oh, Milton first. Well, good evening, family. Good evening. Okay. Uh, first, let me start with the praise. Yes. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, mm -hmm. how you've showed us over and over all these years of our life. For me, uh, especially, because uh, I had often believed that my life was one of three steps forward, two steps back, mm. and God has shown me in this season that he deals with us in seasons where we are in our life. Uh, Monday, I was supposed to start with Doctors Hospital. I got an email three o'clock Monday morning saying that they had rescinded the job offer mm -hmm. because my paperwork wasn't complete and it was because of transcript, you know. Uh, but that same Monday, my dad developed prostate problems. <laughs> so I've been back and forth with him to Camp Springs, uh, Kaiser, Largo, Kaiser, Southern Maryland, uh, and then back to Kaiser again. And, I'm, and normally I would have been frustrated and uh, downhearted over the job offer, mm -hmm. but I stopped and I started reflecting like four o'clock in the morning. I said, you know what, Lord, uh, you've, I've been here before with you, you know, mm -hmm. and I know that you have something better for me. So I'm just gonna wait, mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna go through the motions, you know, but I'm just gonna wait and let you do what you do. Uh, the reason uh, the situation occurred like it is is because had I not, had I been employed with doctors, I wouldn't have been a able to be at home mm -hmm. to take him where he needed to go, right. and this situation might have been worse. I'm so thankful yeah. that you can see it that way so, because 
It's yeah, a hard leap I, to make. I, 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 it's been years of growing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because normally I would have been frustrated, flabbergasted, depressed, not so much depressed, but, you know, just mm -hmm. like, what is going on, you know? Yes. Uh, why can't I get that horseshoe, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, my prayer request is that uh, just keep me in prayer. And uh, I have several interviews coming up. Uh, for nursing facilities, so uh, and I do my GNA testing uh, refresher tomorrow, which gives me my vouchers to go for the state board. Okay. So I already have the CNA certification. I just need to get the GNA behind me. Okay, so, great. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that, <laughs> David. Would you get the microphone over to Maria, and then I'm going to pray for those. Pa Pastor would like his microphone on for a moment. Yes. Is it because I'm not the actual one reigning here? <laughs> All hail Christopher. <laughs> the thermostats, my praise is when you told me the, about the, getting new thermostats, you didn't say anything about Pepco. So I was wondering how much are all these thermostats costing us? So I just found out they're free, so praise the Lord. <laughs> free. So you thought I was just excited because I spent big bucks. I could understand that, too. Christopher, he won't spend too I much. I do so. have expensive taste, you guys, but I try to keep it under control. All right, well, let's pray, and then I'll come back to you. Father, we thank you so much for the true blessing that you are in our lives. You, like I said before, you take care of the big things, the little things, and everything in between. And these thermostats are a big deal to me, and I know that they're going to be a blessing to our church for years to come, and so we just thank you for them. Thank you for sending them our way and for working out uh, a great situation out of what seemed like a, a great frustration. We also thank you for Avery McNeil's salvation. What an amazing blessing, Father, to see a young man trust Christ as his Savior. That's why we're here. That's what we're all about, sharing the good news with others. So, God, I pray that you would take his life and grow him into the man you want him to be. Use us as a church and as a school to disciple him and to continue encouraging him on the right path. Satan is going to love to swoop in there and take away his joy, take away his beliefs. But Father, we know that you are greater, and we know that you have him here for a purpose. So please continue to use us. We praise you for Milton's great attitude about his job situation. Thank you that he is available to help his dad while he's going through this difficult time with his prostate. We do pray for healing there and for doctor's wisdom. We also pray for Milton as he's going to have several interviews coming up. We pray that those would go well, that you would lead him to the exact job that you want him to have. And we also pray that his GNA test would go well. God, thank you for bringing Milton to this church and for making him such a joyful part of our services and our fellowships. We praise you, Father, for the way you use each of us in unique ways. And also, thermostats were free. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Maria. Good evening. Good evening. Well, let me begin like this. I grew up in the projects. Mm. And back then, we only had one church in the whole neighborhood. And the pastor there was so humble, and the congregation was friendly and nice. Mm -hmm. Well, my sisters now came Sunday to the ornament, yes. and they was greeted with such warmth mm. and such welcoming spirit. Wow. And... They said, wow, well, they call me Pinky. My nickname is Pinky. Okay. They say, Pinky, we haven't experienced that since we was little and mm. we grew in the church that we grew up. She said, 
the people were so warming. And mm. I would just like to say, and she said, the pastor seemed so humble. And she said, that was amazing because they've been to a lot of churches, mm. believe me. Mm -hmm. And they said they have not felt that spirit in so long. So I'm saying, pastor, stay humble. Mm. Congregation, stay warm and mm. welcoming. Yes. Whatever you're feeding your flock, <laughs> keep it up. And I know all churches aren't perfect right. because we're all in the flesh. Mm -hmm. But don't lose that spirit of that, that warmth and that welcome, you know. Yeah. And I'll just keep praying because I think I found my home. We think you found your home too. I don't know if you know this or not, but once you come down to join, there's no take backs, okay? <laughs> So you're in. It's your home. Uh, that, is, that is truly a great testimony, and it feels like another Christmas gift from God because it's just a shot in the arm to hear that what God is doing in our hearts is showing out, and that's what we try to do every week. So praise the Lord for that. Who else has a praise that they'd like to share? Yes, Claudia and then Stephen. We'll go to Claudia, then Stephen. Claudia, good evening, and thank you so much for using your gifts during the ornament. It was a blessing to have you up there. Praise the Lord, everyone. Uh, so today we had our Christmas breakfast um, at my school, and a mom came up to me and she was like, Claudia, she was like, I remember you from years ago at Bensville Park. Our, our boys used to play together. And um, she was like, and then I just saw you at the Christmas show. So she was like, um, you're, you're the reason that why we're here. And I just remember how we used to talk and you used to encourage me and give me all this information, all this health information and things like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and it really helped me. And she was like, and that's the reason why we're here. So that was just a blessing because first of all, I love her two sons. I didn't even know the connection at the time. Mm -hmm. And I love all my students, really. But, um, but it was just really nice to hear from um, a mom that remembered me from years ago that had nothing to do with where we are right now. And now we're connected in mm -hmm. this capacity. So mm -hmm. praise God for that. Yes. And she said, she, she, she was like, oh, you're an angel, you know. And so just to be that kind of ministry, you know, whether I'm here, there, wherever, that was a blessing. It was. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> And Stephen, we're coming to you now. Thank you for making your FBC debut on Saturday and Sunday. It was a blessing to have you up there. And I'm, I'm going to just say this. You are a natural. I saw you making many acting choices, so you're never going to get out of that hole. I am now going to use you as often as possible. Thank you. I just want to give a couple praises. Uh, one, somebody had shared the news article for Pastor Clarence Sexton that passed away, and uh, it was a blessing because it was a local news, just like watching the news here. And it was interesting because, and maybe it's just because they're in the South and it's more of a Bible belt, but the way they gave it, they gave just a really honest report on, on him and his ministry. And they, you know, it was like Pastor Sexton, who faithfully preached the word for so many years. And they had other pastors on there giving testimony to of how he had impacted them at very times in his life. And at the end of it, they even put a quote from the church where they said, you know, we trust you're with the Lord Jesus Christ now. And and all your pain is gone kind of thing. And just to hear that, like that testimony of being in the community for that long and, mm -hmm. and how when they mentioned his name, it wasn't like, you know, pastor known for the infamous and be some crazy scandal. It was literally like a faithful man mm -hmm. who God used faithfully for many years, who had other men that was, gave testimony of 
yeah, he was a blessing to me all my life. And, and how, like, there was ones that said that when they had a kid there, uh, they had a baby, and he came to the hospital, and they were like, we didn't even ask him to come. He just showed up at the hospital there in Tennessee because they were there, I guess, I don't know if it was while they were in school or what, but they were having a baby, and he's like, he just showed up, said hi to us, made sure the baby was good, and left. And they're like, we didn't ask him to do that. And so mm-hmm. it made me think about, like, having a, the kind of testimony that, you know, God would allow us to have. And it made me think about this church, too, because so far since we've been here, only almost two years now, but when I hear about Fellowship Baptist Church, all the things I've heard, I haven't heard any negative, by God's grace, obviously. I haven't heard, like, oh, that church, or mm-hmm. when I Google it, it hasn't come up, like, you know, some crazy thing that, yeah. like, you know, we never dealt with biblically, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just grateful to God for that, that he has sought to preserve this church and keep it above reproach. and. Yeah that I, I trust by God's grace, if something happened, we would deal with it right away and say, no, we want God to be honored and this mm-hmm. church to continue on by his grace. So, yes. And then finally, I'm just a, a praise for work. Um, and my section, I'm in a new section now, which throughout my 12 and a half years, I haven't really been in that section except for a brief period of time. And mm-hmm. part of it is, I'm in training right now, so part of it, we have to develop different scenarios and things to test our skills and test what we would do in various situations. And I've never actually been the one to design something from start to finish and we did it today and I was stressing about it before but me and another young airman that was with me he came along and he had some ideas too after I developed the initial scenario and it just went really well today and a lot of people were like well that was pretty cool and that was actually really good and so Mm. I'm just grateful to God for that because that's one of the the things that I felt like I was struggling with in work and just to see God allow me to have creativity to make something along with the other airmen that people actually liked and thought was beneficial just praising him for that. Me too. Don't pass that microphone because you're the one praying. Okay. So don't forget Maria's praise, Claudia's praise, and yours. Yep. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful day, this beautiful evening. We get to come into your house. Mm-hmm. And God, thank you for uh, Maria and the way that, that she and, and her family was impacted by what you have been doing in this church. God, thank you that you have blessed us with so many people who just take time to greet people when they come here. I've seen it on a number of occasions here where people go out of their way to, not in, a, not in an awkward way or not in a forced way, but they just come to genuinely chat and, and introduce themselves and make people feel special, whether it's their first time here, whether they come here once in their life and never again, or whether they come and, and they stay with us until, you know, death or rapture. And we just thank you, Lord. And we just ask that you would continue to help us with that as you enable us, God, to have that spirit where we are welcoming, where we are warm, and, and where our pastor is able to stay humble and just be um, understand his, his role where you have him right now and how you have him uh, leading us by your grace and by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for Claudia as well and the, the testimony you've used her to be. What a, what a blessing that is when, when we don't even do things. We, we're just trying to serve you. We're just living how you enable us to live, and we're just being obedient to the Holy Spirit and, and the Word of God, and that others are able to see that in us and, and give uh, credit and testimony and, and praise. And so we just thank you, God, that you're, you are doing that. And God, I just I thank you for, for men like Pastor uh, Sexton that have lived a, a life that had a, a great testimony to where when he went to be with you— the locals could do nothing but just give a good report. They, there was nothing they could say negative. There was nothing they could say of a, of a scandal or any compromise, but they could just say he was a man that loved the Lord Jesus Christ and, and that preached the word of God faithfully in, in the Knoxville area. 
And God, I ask that as he had a testimony like that, that we would all, by your grace, have a testimony like that as well. That when people think of Fellowship Baptist Church here, that they would think fondly of it. That they would say that's a church that does right. That's a church that preaches the Bible and actually lives by what they preach. And when things come up, they deal with it properly in love. And that, God, you would just preserve this church and keep it above reproach in every mm -hmm, way. Mm -hmm. And that we would recognize that as you preserve this church, it's not us. It's not our efforts. It's not us maintaining, God. But as your Holy Spirit guiding us and us being mm -hmm. obedient as you lead us to do so. And just being able to preach the truth in love from the Word of God and, and base everything we do off the Word of God. And so, God, we just thank you once again and ask that your hand would continue to be upon us. And we give you alone all the praise, honor, and glory for what you're doing now and what you will do in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing another song together, Debbie. Would you hit the next one, please? If I had the title, I would say it. Let's do this one. Good Christian men rejoice. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give heed to what we say. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and ass before him bow, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. Good Christian. chance to meet Kelly and Maria before? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, good. Don't forget to make our new members feel extremely welcome. I know that sometimes it can feel a little bit awkward, like you're like, have I already met this person? Did I forget their name? Ignore all of that and do it anyway, because you're not going to be mad at us if we come up to you and say, hey, my name's Christopher. Are you? She said yes. No, she said no. Maria, we're so glad to have you here, but it, it just can take a little couple weeks or a couple months to feel like you know everybody. But I just want us to be brave and keep making sure that you make them feel like family. Only Olive Garden isn't the only one who can do that, right? Let's, hey, how are you, Janice? Welcome back. Good to see you again. You traveled in from where, Iowa? I did. That's great. We're glad to see you again. It's been a while. I'm so glad to be back here. Yeah, I'm so glad. We love having you. Okay, who's next with a prayer request, a praise, or something they'd like to share with the church? I see Tammy and Murky and Katie. Let's start with Katie. Uh, we have a few prayer requests. If you could pray for us uh, Friday, we're leaving for Connecticut, so just pray for safe travels. Um, that would go well. Um, mm -hmm. And then if you could um, pray for wisdom, especially for Michael. Um, we might be moving forward with like our septic repair that we've mentioned in the past. Mm -hmm. We're kind of just like a little bit of a holding pattern waiting for paperwork and things like that. But it looks like we're going to get the paperwork stuff finalized soonish. So okay. you can just pray for that and we make the right decision in the right timing and, and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I know Stephen had already um, mentioned Pastor Sexton. But if we could pray for Mrs. Sexton, especially her birthday was yesterday. Oh, wow. And then... Christmas mm -hmm. is coming very soon. Mm -hmm. um, and those first things are always hard, yes. but especially when it's 
within the same month, like yes. he's passed on the 12th, and then yes. your birthday next week, and then Christmas mm -hmm. the next week. So that's obviously very difficult. Um, her name's Evelyn. Um, so just for that especially, obviously the rest of their family, but for her especially, that's, mm -hmm. um, that's difficult. And I had one more. Oh yeah, thank you, Michael. I was like, I know I had something, sorry. Cheryl texted me from the nursery <laughs> and asked if I could give a praise for her. Um, she said she's feeling 100 times better, and mm -hmm. she said, I'm so thankful and blessed for my, my amazing church family who was there for me in so many ways. Wow. So she just texted that. That's big. That's I know. so great. I know. Does everyone know what's going on with Cheryl? Good enough? Great. So let me pray for that while you move the microphone down. Father, we thank you so much for your wisdom and your power, and we thank you that this septic system is fully under your control and your direction, God. We know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills and every dollar and cent and anything of value is completely yours, Father. So it's not too difficult for you to fund a septic system for the Schneiders. We pray that you would move in those who are around them with their civil engineer, the vendor that's going to put in the septic tank. God, just Give Michael great wisdom as he makes decisions about when and how and who and all of those things, Father. We want to see you glorified in this situation. We want to see people saved as a result of what they're going through. So God, please use it for your honor and glory. We also pray for Mrs. Sexton as she is facing her first birthday and Christmas and Christmas season without her husband. We know that's going to be extremely difficult for her. We know, of course, that you're going to sustain her and give her the peace that passes understanding, but she needs people around the country praying for her. So here we are doing just that, God. Please lift her up and strengthen her as only you can. She's going to want her husband back. I know she, she is, but the truth is you are enough for her. So God, thank you for that. Thank you for your strength of power there. And thank you for doing a miracle in Cheryl's life. Thank you for the great testimony of how you have brought her out of the darkness into the light and used her church family to surround her and encourage her. I pray that you'd give her many years of sustained good mental health and joy and strength and use her for your purposes here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Tammy. Hi. Um... So this is in regard to my tuition reimbursement. You know, that's mm. been weighing heavy on my heart. Sure. That's 70% uh, that they would cover. Yes. And they have yet to do so. Mm. So the uh, regional manager who is a speech path called me about two weeks ago. He was the gentleman who interviewed me and also came down from New Jersey to visit me to see how I was doing. Okay. He called me two weeks ago and said, hey, how you doing? I, he wanted to talk to me about an offer at another location. He said, well, you know, think about it. Now, is there anything else you need from me? I said, well, <laughs> uh, about this tuition reimbursement. He said, well, what's going on with that? I said, you know, I haven't gotten it yet. He said, what? And he said, well, who is it? Give me the name. And I said, well, this is the name. He said, okay, we didn't have this conversation. I want you to CC me to an email that you're going to send to her, mm -hmm. and um, I'll take care of it. Wow. I said, okay. I said, praise God. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, I, you know, it hasn't happened yet. I know the, you know, Christmas and New Year's, but I thank God for that mm -hmm. because I really think that it wasn't, I pretty much so know it wasn't going to happen. I, she had been avoiding my emails, but she responded mm. immediately. I bet. 
And so I, I praise God for that. I praise God for the relationship that I have with this gentleman yes. um, who even came down from New Jersey to see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. Had never come to that facility ever. Wow. And so God is good. He works things out in his time. Yes, he does. So I, 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 I praise him for that. <sighs> Amen. Am I the only one who feels like God is just blessing and blessing? I'm overwhelmed. That is so spectacular. Thank you for sharing that. Murky. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Uh, I got a <clears throat> praise. Thank God that my three surgeries that I was like not really looking forward to, mm-hmm. um, it will happen eventually, but not too soon. So it's the sur- surgery for my wrist, elbow, and arm. Okay. But there's another three upcoming surgeries in January. Thank God that I got the schedule. Um, a mole has to be removed on my um, upper arm here on mm-hmm. January 9th. Okay. And um, my left eye laser surgery, it's LPI, it's um, laser peripheral iridotomy. They, they will shoot holes on my irises to drain the fluids so that it doesn't create pressure and damage to my optic nerve. If that, right now I'm on high risk. So the doctor says, we got to do this now or in early January. So January 18th for the left eye and then January 30, 30th for the right eye. Okay. Because if I don't do it, I'm going to go blind. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that severe. It's like, I, really? You know, because mm-hmm. I went to um, glaucoma center and they were so thorough. And so I asked, do I have glaucoma or not? And they said, you're a high risk. And if we don't do the surgery, you will go blind. And yeah, mm. you, will, you will have that. Wow. So it could be passed down. So if you have any family members or like your dad or, you know, have any members in your family who have glaucoma, you need to get tested because I didn't know I, I could have it, you know, and anytime soon, you know, sooner or later I will have it. Mm-hmm. So this is why they're going to do um, preventive measures. So please pray for that because I'm really anxious and sure. I won't be able to drive I'm glad that my husband is able to stay home, stay home and work from home. Great. So he can just tell his boss, I need to take my wife home and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So thank okay. you for that. And praise God for um, Experience Christmas and uh, the ornament that mm-hmm. we're just so successful and uh, souls were saved. Amen. Let's pray for those. Father, thank you so much for working in Tammy's life. She raised this request recently that, the, that they would come through on what they said they would do, that they would keep their word. And we thank you that you worked it out beautifully, that you brought this gentleman down to a place he's never been just to see Tammy and check up on her. That's not a coincidence. That's you. You deserve all the credit, all the glory for that. And we praise you. Thank you for yet another little Christmas gift that really touches us. Thank you for using Tammy at her facility to bless seniors with speech issues and swallowing issues and all kinds of things. We know that she's being used greatly and that she's an encouragement wherever she goes. Thank you for the way she uses her gifts to glorify you. We also pray for Murky as she is facing several procedures coming up in January. We pray for her arm, wrist, and elbow surgery, that that would go extremely well whenever it needs to happen out in the future. I know that they say it doesn't have to happen now, but you know what's coming. So we also pray for her eyes as they're going to be doing some drainage with lasers. That doesn't sound very fun. I pray, God, that you'd keep her calm, help her anxiety to be very, very much under control. 
and help her to rely on you above any other doctor, any other person, any Googling that she might want to do. I just pray that she would trust you for her strength and sustenance. God, be glorified in that situation in every way possible. Now, Father, as I'm looking at our prayer list, I see these people who need to be saved, these names that have been shared. I want to pray tonight for Joseph Hudson, for Tanya Henderson, for Anna Ehrman, for Cordell Smith, Bill Lytle, Angela Lytle, Billy Lytle, Kayla Lytle, Dwight Wiggins, Tanya Henderson, Ayla Gill, Michael Haina, Thomas Oliason, Elizabeth, and Benoit. Every one of these people were created in your image with a purpose, and Satan wants them blinded to the truth, but you want them rescued from their own condemnation. So God, we pray for them passionately that you would send the right person with the message they need to hear in the way they need to hear it. We pray that Satan would not have dominion over them, would not have power over them. And we pray that their own selfish desires would even now as we're praying for them start to be annoying to them. That they would start to resent the sinful desires they have. That they would want to find out how to deal with their sin problem, that they would want to find out how to avoid the great unknown that the world thinks about after death. God, save these people for Christ's sake and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Who else? Rhonda. Okay. Good. But Beth is really stressed, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, they were all going to drive in and surprise all of us on Sunday morning. Wow. And, and now that's so she's like in tears. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's just pray for all of them. Do you need any gas money to get down there? Do I need gas money? <laughs> I'm not driving. Okay, all right. Just, just putting it out there. All right, well, let's pray for Joseph. God, thank you for Joseph's life. You have brought him through many, many trials. He has been through more surgeries than a lot of people I know, and he has faced them all with grace and strength from you. And we praise you that you have allowed his transplants to be so successful. God, I know that does not happen for everybody. So we treat that as a great blessing from you and we praise you for it. We just pray that you'd strengthen him right now as his numbers are all off and his blood pressure is out of whack and they don't know why yet. But you do. You're not surprised one little bit. And I know that you're going to use this situation to develop his faith, to develop the faith of Beth and everyone who knows about Joseph's situation. All of us who are going to pray for him are going to be impacted and grown as we see you do what only you can do. So get the fame that you need. Get the glory because it's all about you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, another hand. And let's go to the next song, Debbie. <laughs> you got to be quick around here. Flies up or we're doing a song. That's it. Sing with me like you mean it. Touch there. 
I have not caught those words before. I didn't realize how much it was talking about Jesus' coming reign. That's going to be such an exciting time. Can you picture us on this earth with him as the king that everyone acknowledges? Oh, what a glorious time that's going to be. Wow. I can't wait for that. Anyone else want to share anything? Yes, Milton. Don't be sorry. Own it, brother. Speaking of the musical, the musical was marvelous. Praise it God. was humbling. And I, I really believe, as Pastor said, the spirit of Christmas and why we need Christ in our life and why we uh, celebrate Christmas mm -hmm. was brought out. Yes. Uh, we are called to endure as good soldiers of the Lord. And so I just ask everyone to be patient in whatever God's taking you through mm -hmm. because he will deliver and bring you through it and he will exalt you higher than you were before. Yes, he will. In Jesus' name. Yes. Tom, do you have a prayer list with you? Tom? No? Yes? Would you pray for the middle column under salvation list? I would love to have those names prayed for as well. Start with uh, Sasser? Uh, starting with David from the Walmart list. Walmart lot, excuse me. Thank you, Hartley. I had one, but uh, I just keep writing on it. Okay. I got it. And uh, before I do this, I, I would like to praise, uh, praise the Lord. He's been so good yes. to me and my family. Uh, Jackie and myself were able to celebrate my daughter's 60th birthday today. Wow. And I never thought I'd get to see that. Right. Plus uh, her six grandchildren and her four great-grandchildren in that particular part of the family. And they've all... Uh, They've all accepted Christ and, and for 60 years with her and then the son-in-law and the grandchildren, they've uh, sought the Lord. And it, it's like, what a blessing is. I've had, mm -hmm. but so many people just have not. And I just right. thank the Lord for it. Flip side of that is be sure that we all realize that our country is in a big trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid my great-grandchildren and maybe my grandchildren will not be able to see the, just the amazing way God has allowed us to serve him here, to seek him, to come out to a meeting like this mm -hmm. and uh, praise him. And so uh, I think we need to really be seeking the Lord for our country because we're in it, whether we like it or not. And where it goes, we're going to be part of it. And so uh, just keep that in mind as we... Uh, Pray. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's, it, God's good. Yes, he is. Amen. I'd yes, just like is. to see so many more people see the blessings I've had. I know. Amen. 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 So uh, we'll, uh, we'll look at this list now. Uh, Lord, uh, as we look at this list, uh, many of these folks I don't know. But God, you know them all. Yeah. You're concerned about everyone. And I know that uh, this is in your will that you'd like to see these people come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So, Father, I'm just going down the list, as you know, David uh, from Walmart, and uh, uh, and I'm not pronouncing this name right, Ahoyu Habaratus, mm -hmm. Jim Tippett, Tom O'Shea, Judy Lee, B.B., Kathy and Eddie Flowers, Jimmy and Judy Spalding, Barry Spalding, Kirk Spalding, Ken and Gloria uh, Lee, Tina, 
McGuffin families, Linda Campbell, Wade Campbell, Tiffany and Lord, as we, we give these folks to you, mm-hmm. we ask you to send someone to present the gospel that your Holy Spirit might take it, it may be watered, and God, it may bring forth fruit that they might be saved, they might come to know you as their Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and just realize what a, what a great eternity we can look forward to if we've accepted you. So, yes. Father, we thank and praise you. We can bring them to you. We put them in your hands. We praise and thank you. And pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with you, Tom. These little prayer sheets are out in the foyer. Just grab one as you come in. It would just help you to follow along with us. The other cool thing about these is you can go to this from your Sunday newsletter every Sunday morning or throughout the week. If you want to pray for these people who are lost, pray for the needs at the top. And as always, you can submit requests to me to add to this anytime. This is a great document to keep us all praying for the same things. While we were in prayer meeting tonight, Andy sent me a text, and I'm going to need to just read it because I can't summarize. It says, I posted a request for an old friend, Jim McDaniel, to pray for his recovery from a stroke last Wednesday. Um, So that was on our Facebook request. That's what I posted today when I was asking for requests. He posted that. The second thing is that Karen is beginning to get over the sickness that we both have struggled with for over a month. So that's a big praise. I know they've been coughing a lot. And number three, he praises God for the opportunity to teach the elementary school chapel each Monday and to be in his place this week to be available when Rhonda sent word to ask me to speak with Avery about making a decision to accept Christ as his Savior. He was glad for God to, sh- to allow him to be able to give the opportunity to show him how to follow the word of God in making that choice. So praise the Lord for that. Isn't it exciting to be in the right place where God wants you to be? You could be anywhere else because you've got free choice. But when you're following him, he'll use you. Praise the Lord for that. One or two more, and then we're going to wrap up. Troy Rose, coming on down, David. David, I'm going to have you pray for this request, Okay. This is a praise for my kids. An emotional Um, one. One of the kids stepped up tonight and made it possible for that one and I to go to the military bowl game next Wednesday over in Annapolis together. Who's going to go? One of the kids and I okay. are going to the bowl game cool. next Wednesday. And I won't say which one stepped up, but made the money available. Wow, that's a big blessing. I can see that means a lot to you. How sweet. Muriel. Thank you. I just want to say that my heart is burdened tonight and hopefully... Your heart will burn and be burdened for James. James, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that most of you know his son was murdered. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he sits on this front row. And James needs to be loved. He needs to be befriended. He needs to be pulled into our family. And he needs um, a man to just come and stick very close to him. I praise God for Charlie, um, something I can see. Um, When you sit by him, 
-hmm. He is still hurting. Oh, yeah. And um, his wife's name is Vernell. And um, unlike most of you, I have no problems um, calling somebody I don't know or just showing up where most people probably think that I have no business. Um, but I did call her. And while she appears to, um, I don't know how she's handling her emotions and um, the loss of her son. I just know as much as I know he needs a guy, I know she needs a lady, and that's easy for me to do, but I don't wanna really step so far out of bounds to be reaching out and cuddling up to him. It's not my place. But I don't have a problem with that because I know that he needs us to put our arms around him. And when he comes in here and I make it my business um, to speak to him, he always says he's hurting. And he's hurting really bad. So I'd just like to leave that with each of you. And as God's spirit moves all of us to put our arms around him as we do with Kelly and is it Peggy? Maria. Maria. I just would like to ask us to remember Mr. James yes. and his wife, yes. Vernell. Yes. Thank you. God, we thank you so much for bringing James here the day after the most tragic event any of us can imagine, having our son murdered. God, we don't know why you allowed it, but we don't second guess you for a moment. God, thank you for creating James and his children. Thank you for bringing him and Vernell together. We do pray that you would use our church in a tangible, powerful way to show him your love, to lead him in your love, and to walk him through this great loss. God, protect him from depression. Protect him from anxiety. Protect him from Satan's lies that will tell him that you are not for him because we know you are. God, show us how we can truly reach out beyond our comfort and be there for him as much as he wants us to be there for him. I thank you also for Troy's great testimony of his children and the way that they're blessing him with a very special, very memorable gift to go to the game over in Annapolis. God, you are great. You've brought them through so much and you continue to sustain them in the face of loss and mourning and grief and you give them exactly what they need at exactly the right time because that's who you are. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as Pastor comes down, let's sing our last song. Debbie, your choice. You choose one that you'd like to hear, and we'll sing it. Stand with me just to get that nice pre-sermon stretch. Let's sing it like we mean it. I don't like this one. Change it. Just kidding, just kidding.
have a seat. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Pastor, thank you so much for the opportunity to serve and reign. And reign. <laughs> it is never boring in our office between him and Pastor Chuck. I'm the sane one. That's pretty bad. Uh, just kidding. I, I want to remind you, Christmas Eve service, invite people, pick up some of the invitations. We're going to have a good time. It's always a wonderful service. It's just a, it's a very sweet time of fellowship, a lot of singing. I only preach about 10 minutes. I know it's hard to believe you have to come just to see that miracle in itself. Uh, it's a good time. It's a, it's family, but it's not family and no one else invited. It's everybody welcome. Let's invite people in. This is uh, when uh, Muriel talked about James and, oh, it's a heartache. I cannot even imagine. Um, there's a lot of people hurting. It's the first Christmas without someone, or it might be the second or third or 10th Christmas without someone, but it's still hard. Uh, somebody said to me this week, it's been, uh, I, I think, two years now since she lost her mom. I said, I'm struggling. I, I get that. It's just, uh, just because it's not the first anymore doesn't mean they're not hurting. There's a lot of hurting people. Uh, we need to love on them and, uh, you know, help them any way we can. Uh, it, is, it's, it is a wonderful time of the year, but they're hurting because they don't get to share it with somebody they love. And, you know, death is, a, death is a horrible, horrible thing. Death is awful. And it wasn't, we were not intended to die. God created us to live forever. Every single cell in your body has been replaced in the last eight to ten years. You have no single cell in your body right now that you had ten years ago. So why are we getting older? Well, they're still trying to figure that out too. They really don't know. We weren't made to age. We were made to live forever. Sin brought death into this world. And death is heart-wrenching. It's a horrible thing. It's not natural. It's, well, it's natural. Everything dies. No, everything was made to live forever. And man ruined it. And it's a painful thing, but uh, as he said in, uh, Paul said in First Thessalonians, we sorrow not as others who have no hope. We do have hope. Uh, we still sorrow. He didn't say we don't sorrow because we have hope. No, that's not what it says. We don't sorrow like those who have no hope. Uh, we sorrow, but we have hope. And when your loved one's gone and you know where they are, that's a wonderful thing, but it's still difficult because we miss people. I, I'll never forget years ago, I, I was at the home, uh, a young man in, uh, he wasn't in our church, his parents were. The young man was 21 years old and, and the pastor had just taken off for Europe. This was when I was in Fort Lauderdale and I went over to the home because it, their son had been very seriously hurt, and they weren't sure that he was still alive. He'd been shot. And uh, I was at the home with the parents when the police came and uh, told them that their son had died, and it actually was self-inflicted gunshot 
wound, though to this day they're convinced it was an accident, but that's a long story. And I forget the man's little boy. He said, Daddy's with Jesus, and Grandma and Grandpa are sad because they miss him. And that's, you know, he kind of had a little better perspective, the faith of a child. You know, he's like, Daddy's with Jesus. I hope Daddy is with Jesus. There was definitely a lot of questions about that, which is horrible. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough time. So make sure we're reaching out to people and being sensitive. I, I appreciate it. Muriel always, Muriel always sees if somebody's hurting or something, and she picks up on it quickly. And uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful trait. Well, let's look at 1 John chapter 3. We're going to look at verses... 19 through 24. If I get that far, I'm going to try to. 1 John chapter 3, beginning in verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. And let's pray. Father, teach us tonight from your word. Bless us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. What well, we've seen through this book, many uh, things that, that John says, look, if, if this is going on, you're not saved. And if that's going on, you're not saved. And uh, several different things we've seen where he says, you know, if you say you've had fellowship with him, but you walk in darkness, you lie and do not the truth. Um, that's in chapter 1. We're going to look tonight at some things that show that we are saved, some evidence, some things that should be in our life. And, and the first one we see there in verse 19, hereby we know that we are of the truth assurance of salvation. A Christian should have assurance of their salvation. We ought to know that we are saved. Uh, for me, it's just on the page, the opposite page, chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. We do not have a hope-so salvation. We have a no-so salvation. If you don't know for certain that you have eternal life, we need to talk because there's a good chance you don't have eternal life. If you have it, you should know that you have it. And we have the Holy Spirit to show us and to convict us of the fact that we do have eternal life. Now, Test your salvation against the Word of God. Go with the Word of God. Paul said, examine in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Check. Make sure. He tells us in verse 20, if our heart condemn us, 
God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. What does that mean? We all sin at times. And when we sin, we should feel guilty. If you sin and don't feel guilty, then you ought to be questioning, am I really saved? We sin and we feel guilty. And sometimes you don't feel saved. Salvation is not by feelings. If our heart condemns us, listen, if you confess your sin, we know from First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You confess it, I confess it, and it's, God takes care of it. God wipes it out. It's gone. God will never bring up that sin again. The Holy Spirit will never bring up sin that you have confessed. The devil will. The devil does. He will tell you, you're a sorry, no good excuse for a Christian. God's ashamed of you. God's embarrassed by you. Why would God want you? Listen, I don't know why God would want any of us. I don't have a clue why he wants me. But he does. He loves us. All of us. We're not worthy of anything but hell. And yet he loved us so much that the price that he paid to have a relationship with us is staggering. To think about what Jesus had to go through just so we could have a relationship with God. It's unbelievable. And so the devil tells us we're no good and sometimes we feel like we're no good. God forgives us, but we don't forgive us. And you might have sinned against somebody else who hasn't forgiven you. Maybe you lied to someone or you cheated on your spouse and they haven't forgiven you. Or you really, really did someone very, very wrong and they haven't forgiven you. You know what? You can be forgiven by God. And you need to tell that person if you've sinned against somebody, you need to tell them you're sorry. Ask for forgiveness. They might not forgive you. Now, they're wrong, biblically, not to, but let's be honest, we're all human, and sometimes we don't forgive as easily as God does. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, uh, how we have sinned ourselves so many times. Uh, God has never sinned, and he forgives like that, and yet we don't want to, as if we're higher than God or something. Unforgiveness when we are unforgiving, we are putting ourselves above God. It's pride. And I'm saying we. Have I done it? Of course I have. Yes, I've done it. There, there's people that have done things to me that it's really hard to forgive. Why is it hard to forgive? That's my pride. It's pride. It's nothing else. Uh, we can try to make any excuse. Well, what they did is just unforgivable. Well, what you did to God is unforgivable too. And yet, he forgave you. And he forgave me. And he, we're told to forgive as Christ forgave us. Well, that's a lot. Nobody's ever done to me as bad as the things that I've done to Jesus. So I have no grounds to not forgive. None of us do. But we struggle with it. But sometimes we feel 
guilty. What I've done is so bad. And I know God says he forgives me, but how could he forgive me? And, and this person will never forgive me what I've done to him, to her. And, and we don't forgive ourselves. And he says, if our heart condemn us, God's greater than our heart. If God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. That's it. Don't trust your heart. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. You want to know the worst advice you can give somebody? Follow your heart. Do not follow your heart. Follow the book, not your heart. Our heart gets us into trouble a lot, a whole lot. In fact, pretty much every time we get in trouble, it's because we followed our heart. We did what we wanted to do instead of what God said to do, or we didn't do what God said to do because we didn't want to do it. We followed our heart. Uh, so don't follow your heart. Follow God's word. He goes on in verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. When our heart doesn't condemn us, when we know we're clean, what a wonderful place that is. It's a great place to be. And, and, you know, Paul in Romans 7 talked about the struggle with sin. And the truth is, sometimes our heart condemns us and sometimes our heart doesn't condemn us. We're up and down. That's, you're not weird if you are like that. You're normal. We have times when we feel like I am a horrible, awful person. I must be the most selfish person in the history of the world. We are all selfish by nature. And sometimes we do something that's like, what am I doing? How could I be so selfish? Well, sometimes we just are selfish. And it's in there. It just comes out. The real us comes out. And it's sad because us in the flesh is ugly. My flesh is ugly. Your flesh is ugly. All flesh is ugly. It's only the Spirit of God in us that's, that's any good because we have God in us. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit indwell us. And when we take the rightful place, which is, as Paul said, I die daily, and let God flow through us, that's when good stuff comes out of us. The only thing good, anytime anything good comes out of us, that's God. When it's bad, that's us. Uh, in our flesh, Paul said, I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. There's nothing good in me, only God. My flesh, totally bad. God is good. So, feelings don't determine salvation. We go by the word of God. Now, if you struggle with questioning your salvation, and I have dealt with people, many people over the years, who are questioning, I just, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and a lot of times the, the pat answer with Christians is to just say, well, that's the devil making you doubt. Listen, the devil will make you doubt. But sometimes it's the Holy Spirit making you doubt because you really are not saved. I don't believe in, I know it's common in uh, Baptist churches, uh, people are questioning and we, quote, give them assurance of their salvation. I'm, don't come to me for assurance of your salvation. I won't give it. 
That's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. You, you can go to him. I'm not going to give you assurance of salvation. You tell me I'm, I'm not sure I'm saved. We're going to talk about it. Why aren't you sure? Why do you think you might be? Why do you think you might not be? Let's look at the thing and let's sit down. And there's many people that I've uh, come back to and said, honestly, I don't think you are. A lot of times I'll refer people to the book, uh, Returning to Holiness, that I've given out uh, uh, over the years, and I have some copies if anybody needs that book. It's an excellent uh, little book written by Gregory Frizzell. He also wrote the book on prayer that I can't think of the title of. I, I've, we've used that as well. It's excellent. Both of those books are outstanding. Uh, in, the, in Returning to Holiness, at the end of it, it's Appendix A. He talks about being sure you're saved and does a great job in just three or four pages. I, I mean, if you are questioning are you really saved? Read that. He, he helps you nail it down. Uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, and the reason I refer people to that is just he puts it in better words than I could. It does it so well. Um, it's good. But if you're questioning, ask God for wisdom. Uh, look at your whole life, not just your profession of faith. You say, well, yeah, I, I, I know I... I professed Christ when I was eight and I got baptized. I just haven't been in church for the last 20 years and I, I haven't cared about God at all. Most likely you're not saved. Right. You're just at this point now wanting to get right. You need to get saved. You're not backslidden. You're lost. Right. Now, do, does a Christian get into sin at times? Yes, but Christians don't stay there. Right. If they do, God will take you out of here. And we're going to get in that in chapter 5. He talks about the sin unto death. There is sin unto death, uh, which is a horrible thing, but there is. So if you're questioning your salvation, I'll be glad to talk to you. I want to help you because you ought to know. A Christian should I know that I'm saved. And I've met a few people, very few, who said, I know that I'm not saved, Then if I died right now, I would go to hell. I've met some people who have said that. And if you're not saved, you, that's where you ought to be. You should at least know, I'm not saved. I'm on my way to hell. Now, most people, once they get to that point, they don't stay there very long. Unless they're really, really enjoying their sin and saying, yeah, I know I'm going to hell, but I don't care. Well, that's just beyond foolishness. That's, that's crazy. But there are people that are there. So uh, Christians should know that they're saved. Uh, let's look at verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Christians should see answered prayer. When is the last time you had a prayer answered? You should not have to think very hard about that. It should be a regular occurrence. I pray God answered. If you're not seeing prayer answered on a regular basis, why not? You're either not praying or, which sadly is the case, James said, you have not because you ask not. And he said, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You ask to consume it among your own lust. Uh, you know, you're praying to win the lottery. That's wickedness. Right. No, don't, don't pray for that. At least don't buy a ticket. I guess you could pray for it, not buy a ticket, because then it would take a miracle for you to win. Uh, but really, it's the love of money. 
the, he that hasteth to be rich hath, hath an evil eye and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. People who buy lottery tickets end up poor, not rich. Uh, it's, a, it's a very bad financial plan. Uh, just don't do it. But if you're not seeing prayers answered, why not? You're not praying. You're not praying correctly. Something's wrong. Answered prayer is normal for a Christian. We should see answered prayer all the time. George Mueller, I, I love George Mueller. He was a German man who was a missionary to England, started orphanages. Uh, he went there to, to start a church, and then God laid it on his heart, all these orphans running around, and he started a home for them and rented a house and another house and another house until he took over the street just about, and the neighbors were complaining so he prayed for land and bought land and built a building to house 300 orphans and filled that up and built another building for 300 more and filled that up and built another building for 400 more. So he had 1,000. And he never asked anybody for a dime. He would not. If you went to George Mueller and said, what do you need? He'd say, God knows my needs. Well, I, I want to help you. Well, then you just pray and give help however God lays it on your heart. He wouldn't even tell someone what he needed uh, when they asked. Well, he wrote, he, he kept detailed logs. You can buy his books. It's like five different books. of. Uh, I like to read the autobiography of George Mueller. He gives a little in there, but he's got about five volumes, I think, of answered prayer. It's something like 50,000 answers to prayer. And he'll pay, January 24th, needed two pounds and three pence for, he was in England, I don't know their money that well, or shillings, whatever they needed. Um, I needed this much, prayed. Three o'clock, lady came by with an envelope and gave me the exact money he prayed for. Uh, and it's over and over. He's got all these answers to prayer. It's unbelievable. He prayed in enough money to feed a thousand kids a day. That's faith. It's unbelievable faith. So many it, miracle after miracle. It's wonderful. I, that's how we should be. Always seeing answers to prayer. God delights in answering our prayer. In uh, John chapter 14. I'm just going to hit a couple verses real quick. My time is almost gone. John 14, which I can't find. Just read John 14, 15, and 16. They're such great chapters. John 14, 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything of my name, I will do it. Uh, chapter 15, verse 7. Uh, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. There are many, many other verses that talk about God answering our prayers. We should be seeing answered prayer all the time. Uh, let's look back in 1 John 3, verse 23. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his Son Jesus Christ and love one another. As he gave us commandment. Love. It is not. Well it's supernatural. But for a Christian. The natural thing is for us to love each other. Because the spirit of God. Has put love. 
The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, according to Romans. God's love is in us for others. It's not natural to love strangers. It's really not. It's only natural to love ourselves. We're all selfish by nature. But to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, that's what Jesus commanded us to do. He said, "If you have by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. We are to love each other. Uh, back in verse 14, he said, uh, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So love for others is one of the things that shows we are saved. And in the last one, verse 24, abiding in Christ, it says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him, that's dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Jesus Christ lives in us, and God gave me the Holy Spirit to remind me of that, to tell us that. Uh, John chapter 15, I read verse 7. Verses 1 through 11 of John 15, Jesus gave us the story. I am the vine, ye are the branches. You can't do anything without me. You've got it, the vine has to be plugged in. I'm sorry, the branches have to be plugged into the vine or they wither and die. We have to be plugged into Jesus. That's abiding in Christ. We're plugged into him. We live in Christ. Christ should be part of every single thing that we do. We don't get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm going to work. See you when I get home. No. You go with him. He's in you. You're taking him to work. Uh, don't go to work and act like a nasty, mean person. Don't let your flesh show at work. You should not go to work tomorrow and say, I'm a Christian. And people say, what? You're kidding. Wouldn't that be a horrible reaction? You're a Christian? Really? I, I thought Christians were supposed to be nice and love people. That would be horrible, wouldn't it? It should not be that way. Jesus Christ should show through everything that we do. We're not perfect. We don't always act right. Years ago, I was a young Christian and uh, was riding with a friend of mine, and he got in, you know, road rage. He's yelling at the other driver, and they're yelling back and forth. Uh, and then my friend said something like, God loves you. I said, shut up. Don't you dare tell him you're a Christian, not the way you've been acting. He's like, really? I'm like, you've been a jerk. Don't, don't tell him you're a Christian. Some people need to take that uh, Christian bumper sticker off the back of the car. It's not a good idea to have if you're a nasty driver. Um, just, uh, I have to admit, driving brings out the worst in me. Just ask my wife. She doesn't like riding with me. I have to behave myself when she's in the car. I should pretend she's in the car all the time because Jesus is in the car. You know, there's no excuse for us to not always act like Jesus is right here next to us because he's actually right there inside us. 
We're to abide in Christ all the time. Let it show. Uh, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. We walk with Christ all the time. So are these things in your life? Do you have assurance of salvation? Are you seeing answered prayer? Do you have a love for the brethren? Do you abide in Christ? Not perfectly on any of them because we're not perfect. But is that overwhelmingly, yes, that's true of my life for the most part. If not, examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin when we're wrong and convicts us of righteousness because the devil wants to tell us we're unrighteous when you have declared us to be righteous. Help us, God, to truly abide in Christ, to walk with you, to show forth Christ in all that we do. God, watch over us and use us. There's nothing better than to be used by you. We love you, God. Watch over us and bless us as we go. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.